Welcome to Roadmap to One Million. My name is Stacey Zeal, and if you're looking to make more money, gain your time back, and rapidly grow your visibility so that you can impact way more people with your brilliance, you're in the right place. This podcast is your one-stop shop for turning your online business dreams into a reality. My main goal is to give women entrepreneurs just like you the marketing strategies, guidance, and expert insights you need to hit that million-dollar milestone and beyond. Whether you're a coach, a consultant, or an online brand that wants to make a big impact, Roadmap to One Million gives you the actionable strategies and inspiration you need so that you can implement right away, no fluff, no fuss. So CEO, are you ready to buckle up and celebrate your growth? Be sure to follow the show and let's dive in. Get ready to uncover your Roadmap to One Million. All right, y'all. Hello, hello. We are back to another episode of Roadmap to One Million. And if you are new here, welcome, welcome. Make sure that you are following the show because we have new episodes. We have fantastic guests like we're having today. And I want to make sure that you have a very holistic view of how to leverage marketing to grow your business. And so today, as you can tell by the title, we are talking about guest podcasting. We're talking about storytelling And in order to do that, I had to bring on an expert. I had to bring on someone who talks about all of this kind of good stuff and really has some resources to help us out to be able to establish ourselves as thought leaders. We're going into 2024, y'all. And so I want you to make sure that you are thinking about how you are positioning yourself for next year. So these last few episodes have been really much have been guests that are teaching you how to do this long term, how to stay in business for, for, for a while, how to grow your leads, how to stay consistent, all that kind of good stuff. So Welcome to the show, Devin. How are you today? If I were doing any better, I would need a twin, but I must say I, I'm I'm better now <laughs> that I'm with you, Stacey. Thanks so much for having me on. And, and I got to acknowledge you and your audience is very lucky and blessed to have a host like you because you genuinely care. It's not all about, you know, I'm just going to bring on people just so I can blow up my audience. You You really want people that can provide some real value. And as a podcast host myself, I appreciate that whenever I see it. So thank you for doing that. And uh, man, I'm just excited to have a really incredible conversation today. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background. Tell us a little bit about your journey and tell us a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I grew up in New York City, Queens, New York. And, you know, did the whole high school, college thing, whatever the case may be. But things really turned around in 2021. I had a pretty big failure. And I'm, I'm sure probably at some point in your life, if you're listening to this, you've had one of those failures where it was like one of the biggest ones you've had in a long time. Well, I went to, it was called Army Ranger School. So I'm actually active duty military as well. And it's a, a really big time course. Like in my field, you're expected to pass it. And it's a 62 day long course. And I failed. And I don't know if anyone has ever experienced this, but you went through something that was really trying and really hard, but you knew that something good was going to come out of it. Like you didn't know what it was, but you, so I went on Instagram, this was 2021. And I put on Instagram on my story. I said, I just received the best news of my life. It was about two days after I had that failure. And I had people texting me like, what's the news? And I didn't respond to anybody because I didn't have any news. I just knew that something big was coming. Fast forward like a week later, I got invited to an app called Clubhouse. It was when you still needed to do invite only and all of this stuff. My friend Leslie, she invited me on. And growing up, I was bullied for a long time, six years. And when my life started to really turn around, Stacey, was when I started to listen listen to a lot of motivational speakers. And one of the motivational speakers that I really liked was Les Brown. So go on Clubhouse. 
first room that pops up is Les Brown. It's called Les Brown Hungry to Speak. And I'm like, no, no way. No way is this Les Brown. So I go into the room and sure enough, it's Les Brown. At the time, I was about 22 or 23. And my goal was to be a really big time motivational speaker. Sure enough, I get in the room and he's talking about storytelling and speaking and then he starts to go into like a little bit of a pitch where he's like i'm going to teach you how to tell your story and i got this new program called hungry to speak and all it is and i was like oh my god this is like the best thing ever i got this like this like jesus to me so he he finally he goes yeah and i'm only going to charge 297 dollars a month and i just bought a new house i just bought a new car i'm 23 years old just got my first job and i'm like oh my $297 people charge that much. Oh my, no, no, no. So I called up my dad. I said, dad, listen, you know, Les Brown. He says, of course I know Les Brown. You, you love him. I said, he got this really cool program, but I'm just, I can't do it, dad. He said, why? I said, it's $297 a month. And he said, well, you want me to lend you the money? I said, no. So he said, all right, Devin. And this is, this is like a really big thing for me that I carry to this day. He says, well, figure it out. I sat there and I had my credit card that I got when I was 17 years old that has 34% interest on it. And I held it out in front of me and I asked myself the question. I said, Devin, are your goals and your dreams worth it? And I closed my eyes just like this. And I said, yes, they are. And I put it on the credit card. Okay, fast forward two weeks, I get an email. It said, sign up here for your one-on-one -on -one onboarding call with somebody on the team. I signed up for the onboarding call. I go on Zoom and I'll never forget this. It was Les Brown on the call. Wow. I was like, holy crap. I, I was like, someone punch me, please. I must be like, oh, I must be asleep. He asked me the question. He said, son, what do you want to do with your voice? And I said, sir, I want to be the greatest speaker in the world because that was my, my goal at the time. And he said, let's get to work. Now, I mention all of that because that transpired into a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship where he really just showed me how to master the art of storytelling. Now, when I say master, still got a long way to go. But it got to the point where I was sharing stories on Clubhouse, Stacy. And one day, a woman named Heidi sent me a message. She said, Devin, you ever thought about teaching anybody this? I was like, Heidi, what are you talking about? Teaching people what? She said, teaching people how to tell their story. I said, no, 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 Heidi, I don't do that. Well, I went to go check my bank account after that. And I was investing in myself like crazy. I had negative $7. So I ran back to Clubhouse. I, I texted Heidi. I said, Heidi, uh, were you serious about that? She said, yes, I think you can really help a lot of people. So fast forward, I ended up helping a lot, 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 a lot of people, specifically with how to master the art of storytelling so that they can get their message out into the world. And then over the past year or so, uh, actually two years, the biggest problem that I had, Stacey, was I taught people how to share their story. And this is what I see a lot in the industry. People are like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to share your story, public speaking. But then once they would leave my program, they wouldn't have the ability to actually get on a platform and share that story. So that transpired into me showing them how to get booked on podcasts. And it was really inspired by something that James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits said. He was on a podcast and, and the author asked, and the host said, James, I heard you don't like speaking on stages. Can you explain? He says, of course. I charge $200,000 an hour to speak on stage. And they're like, whoa. And he's like, but I do that intentionally so people will say no, because I don't like it. He said, because when I do the work, when I speak on a stage, I speak to that audience, but the work dies. In other words, nobody outside of that room will ever be impacted. Nobody outside of that room can ever buy my stuff. 
But he turned to the host, and this was the moment that it all clicked for me. He said, but you see the work we're doing right now? He said, what people have to begin to ask themselves is this. What is the work that when you do it just one time will continue to work for you forever? And at that moment, I said, boom, I've been a podcast host for five years. Thousands of pitches have been sent my way, and they were all terrible. So I'm going to show people the right way so that they can go on podcasts and not only know how to share their story, but now have the platform to actually get out there. So that's transpired into me kind of doing it for certain people like Les Brown got him a bunch of podcasts, Brian Tracy, Tanner Chittister, like a lot of big people, but also teaching people that might not be at that level how to do it themselves so that they can get out there and really start to grow their brand and get more exposure. Leading your marketing as the CEO can be time consuming and draining, which leads to inconsistent marketing and slow growth. If you're looking to supercharge your sales, gain your precious CEO time back, and increase your impact, our fractional chief marketing officer service at Stacey Zeland Co. is your secret weapon. Picture this, no more missed deadlines, no more unfinished campaigns, no more jumping from tactic to tactic. You can absolutely achieve all of that without pouring more of your time into marketing, even if you have a small and inexperienced team. Want to know how? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash CMO right now to watch our free video. We'll show you the exact strategies and tactics that have helped countless online service providers, coaches, and consultants just like you skyrocket their sales with their existing team. Don't miss out on this opportunity to transform your business. Visit stacyzeal.co slash CMO today to watch the video and get ready to make more money, gain your time back, and increase your impact. All right, let's jump back into the episode. I love that. One, I love that that was a whole story right there about, because usually when I ask people, well, what do you do? And tell me about your journey. They're like, oh, this is my background and this is what I worked for and this is what I've done. But I love that you told your story as a story, right? And you pulled from different stories in your life to contextualize that for people so that we understand like, yeah, we've all had that moment where we felt like shit just was going to hit the fan and it failed. And we were just like, oh my gosh, but you knew that this failure had to happen. Like maybe in a small piece of your brain, you knew this failure had to happen in order for that next level to unveil itself. And so I love that you wove that through your story. And one of the things I think that is just so impactful for people to understand, for our CEOs to understand is that you know, telling your story is super, super important and being able to take what you've done and put it into a format that is digestible for people that helps people to remember it. Um, because we get so much information at, you know, all throughout the day, we get so many, you know, with so many signals, we see all these marketing messages, everybody's trying to sell you this, everybody's trying to sell you that. But when you can wrap people into a story that they can really relate to, I think that that's so important to be able to master as a skill if you are someone who is looking to increase your visibility next year to to position yourself as a thought leader and to be able to get clients get leads all that kind of good stuff so what is it about guest podcasting or podcasting in general that gives us the ability to tell our stories and connect with clients like why is podcast i feel like feel like podcasting is just like it's been around forever but it's just making such a huge surge right now that everybody's trying to get start their own podcast or some people are a little hesitant but they're thinking about it so what is it about podcasting that you think sets us um as ceos apart when we are able to like kind of go on podcasts and tell our stories and those kinds of things there i mean there's a, definitely a couple of different pieces to the puzzle and i actually asked this question to john lee dumas the other day who is is someone that i work very closely with to get on a lot of a lot of my clients on his podcast but 
I asked him the question. I said, John, what, what, and this is the exact question. I said, John, if you were at a table and there was one person that was an expert on social media marketing and they were making their case on like why social media is the best. And then this person's making their case on why ads are the best. And then this person's making their case on why referrals are the best. And I said, your job is to make the case in terms of why podcasting is the best. And it was a really interesting answer that I wasn't expecting. And he said, Devin, when you look at the evolution of human beings, the only way that people really began to influence was one another was when they had the ability to spend time and listen to each other's stories. Mm-hmm. He says, when you see an ad for two seconds, you can't build a relationship with somebody. When you see a message on you know, Facebook, a reel, yeah, it might you know, pique your interest. It's not gonna lead to a real relationship. But he said, when you sit down and you listen to someone for 30 minutes and they know how to share their story, you feel like they understand you. You feel like they get you. You feel like they were once you, therefore they can now show you the path. So when we think about evolution of humanity, it all started around a campfire, telling stories, listening to one another. So if you wanna have a business where your form of marketing is working with human nature, then podcasting is a really good option for that because you have the ability, you talk about thought leadership, What? form of thought, like what is more thought leadership than being able to spend 30 minutes showing your expertise directly to your client? Because here's the thing, if Mark Zuckerberg wakes up early tomorrow and he's angry and grumpy, he could change the Instagram algorithm, the Facebook algorithm, and now the posts that you once were getting engagement on, well, nobody's gonna see them anymore. All because Zuckerberg decided he was gonna be angry. Or if iOS or Apple does another iOS update now your ad cost is going to be 5x, just like when iOS 14 updated a couple of years ago. Now people's, you know, Alex Ramosi talks about my, my ad cost, cost per acquisition, 5x. Now ads are great. Like I, I know that that expertise, definitely awesome. But I like things that are guaranteed. Now I know someone that's going to listen to this, this podcast, your podcast, Stacey, it's going to be all about online marketing. So I have the ability to speak directly with my, to my people no guesswork involved, no algorithms gonna control it, no other outside sources are gonna control it. So I say all that to say, if you're just looking for a place where you could speak directly to your people without hoping like an Instagram post, or I mean, honestly, if sometimes ads, if, especially if you're not working with someone like Stacy, Stacy, if people don't work with you, a lot of times it's just like shooting at, like it's like, please, I hope this works, I hope this works, I hope this works, and they'll spend tens of thousands of dollars not working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, because they don't have a strategy. But if you're just looking for somewhere to show up and like speak directly to your people, especially if you can get on really good platforms like Stacy's, then it's just, in my opinion, the best route. So, I mean, that's, that's what I say. And here's the last part. You just said it, there's a massive surge. So if you want to kind of get on to the next thing coming up, it's podcasting, especially video podcast. Like there's a lot of big video podcasts now. That's what I see is it used to be a lot of audio when I first got started five years ago, but it's really transformed into, if you can get on some big video podcasts, now it's on YouTube and the production's next level, right? So there's so much to it, but I would say if you're looking for a way to create something that will outlive you, right? Because there's probably a lot of people in your audience that aren't just doing it for the money, but they're doing it because of the legacy that they wanna create. An Instagram reel is gonna last two weeks. This podcast will live forever. So yeah. that's what I'll say on that, that case, Stacey. Yeah, those are such great points. Like, you know, building relationships with people, you do really, I know that as a podcast listener, I definitely feel like I 
when I'm listening to someone's podcast, I do feel like I have a relationship with them, even if I don't know them, right? Like even if I'm listening to like Hello 7 of Rachel Rogers podcast, right? Like she is amazing and I read her book and all the kinds of things. And so I'm really kind of bought into what she what she um, has to say, but it really kind of started with me just stumbling upon her podcast. And then I became a client for life. I joined her membership, I joined her program, listened wow. to her book, all the things, right? But it started with, me searching for something and I was looking for, you know, I'm looking for podcasts about business and marketing and I stumbled upon hers and it was like, wow, like it, it really kind of opened up this whole relationship that we've had. And I love when you talk about the evolution of humanity, because I think that that's also something that people can take and apply to their ads and that, you know, pre iOS 14, you could just have generic messaging. And as long as you set it up technically correctly, then you would essentially, you know, get performance. Um, but now we do have to infuse storytelling into our ads. We do have to capture people's attention. Trust is at an all-time low. People do people are not as trusting as they have been before. And so if you can infuse storytelling into your advertising and into your marketing, it really helps you to build those relationships with people and it really helps you to connect. And so when we think about getting on guest podcasts, like because I've I've gotten pitches before that were terrible, as you mentioned. I don't know if you've gotten um pitches that were terrible. What are some of the challenges or some of the kind of like things that stick out that you see when it comes to that, like the errors that people are making when it comes to trying to get themselves onto a podcast? Man, I mean, there's so many. The first thing is there's nothing worse than a lot of these. I'm not going to name any names, but there's a lot of these agencies out here that will charge you two to $3,000 a month. And I'll give you an example, Stacey. I'll never forget this. I got a pitch one time. And it said, hello, bracket, insert name, bracket. And I replied, and then it gave me the pitch, right? And I said, hey, did you notice that you forgot to put my name in the template? And they were like, uh, um, thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So here's the thing. A lot of the times, this is what people think, that they can just use the same pitch on every podcast. Now, if you have a framework that you can use, yes, you can apply the same framework, but if you think you could just copy and paste, that's not going to do the trick. Now I've been, I've had my podcast almost 200 episodes for five years and I've received hundreds of pitches. They're, most of them are canned, they're templated and they're generic. They're not specialized and, and specifically tailored for me. And this is the biggest thing. Everybody is doing what everybody else is doing, which is a generic old email pitch. So whenever I'm thinking about, okay, well, if that's how everybody else is doing it, well, how can I stand out from everybody else? And the way that I teach people how to send pitches on podcast, I do teach email pitching because it still works, but that's not the best way. The best way is to pull out your phone, take a video and send a video message personalized to that specific person. So Stacy, let's imagine right now behind me was a, a picture of Spotify and I have your podcast pulled up in my background and I have my phone and what I'm going to do is take out my phone just like this and I'm literally right? I'm going to take a video and guess what you could see in the background. We could see your podcast. So you know that I specifically went to your podcast, pulled it up in the podcast and now it's in the background. And I'm going to say, Hey, Stacey, it's Devin Rodriguez here. Listen, I'm, I'm not sure if you've ever had someone come on your show, specifically talk about how to master the art of storytelling and get out there and, and get on top podcasts. But I mean, if, if that kind of sounds like it fits what you have, I would love to marry my expertise with your audience so that we can help take them to the next level. So if that sounds good, just let me know. But either way, no strings attached. Just let me know. I press send. And then what I'm going to do directly after that, I'm going to go out over to Apple podcast. I'm going to leave a five-star rating and review, screenshot it, 
and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to drop it in the same thread. I mean, yeah. it's kind of called the law of reciprocity. Now that person is going to want to give back to me an equal or greater proportion than what I gave to them. So, I mean, yeah, a little law of reciprocity never hurt anybody. So that's one option. The other option is you send the video and then you wait for them to respond. And then you say, or let me take that back. You send the video and directly after you send the video, you just ask the question, which platform would be best for me to leave you a review on? Now, the reason being is because they're going to be like, every podcaster wants more reviews. So there's no way that they're not going to respond to that message. Yeah. But now when they respond to that message, you want to do something for them. And if they don't respond to your video, it's going to be really awkward. So you're kind of like forcing them to reply and chances are they're going to say yes. So that's, um, that's kind of the biggest mistake is that everybody's just doing the same exact thing, generic templated canned pitches. They don't know how to actually go out there and make it personalized and show the host that what they have is what their audience actually needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Those are definitely great tips. I hope y'all were taking notes. I know I am taking notes with myself. <laughs> Because I think that it's so, it's so powerful. I mean, I like, I guess, as I mentioned, I receive pitches all the time. I remember I, re I received a really, really great pitch via email. And I was just like, I, when I was reading it, I just was so um, impressed by the pitch because it felt like, it felt like they took a lot of time to really kind of put yeah. this. It wasn't like a pitch that I had ever um, seen, received before. And I even responded to them and said, hey, yeah, I would love to have you come on my podcast. But they just kind of never got back to me. So maybe got lost in the email. But you know, putting together a thoughtful pitch and um, getting away from the canned templated kinds of things, I think it's really, really important. And like you mentioned, sending a personal video, right? Like it's it's super important to kind of go the extra mile, especially if you see the value in guest podcasting and, and getting your voice out there and taking the time to do these things. Because I know people are thinking like, oh my gosh, that's going to take so much time sending a video to all these people and all blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, if you are really serious about positioning yourself as a thought leader and you find that yes, podcasting is working for you or is has worked for you or you, or you believe it is going to work for you, then you definitely have to make sure that you're investing the time to do it right or to do it or to be unique or to be authentic and to find a way to really kind of position yourself so that way you stand out from other people because we are getting pitches all the time. Like, you know, whether your podcast is big, whether your podcast is small, you get pitches yeah. all the time. So I love that. And I love the, the the part about leaving a review and kind of sending them the message about it because it is kind of awkward. It's like, okay, so yeah, I would love for you to leave me a review, but I'm not going to just ignore your video. So love, love, love all of that. Um, yeah, Stacey, if I may, I'd like to say, like for people that are thinking it's work, like welcome to business, mm -hmm. right? Because this is, this, is, this is work. Everything will be work. The problem is most people are working on the wrong things. And I love it. When I get on a sales call, so I'm too busy. And what I say is, well, that, I mean, that's actually great because what we're going to do, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to cut out 99% of things that aren't working. So you can actually focus on the 1% that is. So if you're somebody, oh my God, I don't have the time. Well, you're probably working on a lot of the wrong things. So you don't need another course necessarily. You don't need another, you don't need all of it. You don't have, you don't need to read another book. You just need to do what your conscious is telling you that you need to do. The problem is, is that a lot of the times we just avoid doing the things that we need to do because it doesn't feel good. So that's just a quick side note. But when you said that, I was like, yeah, you're right on that one, Stacey. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely spot on because, yeah, most people are working on the wrong things. And I also tell people that with ads because I get that all the time. People are like, I don't have time to run ads or I don't have time to invest, you know, figure out how to, to run Facebook ads. And I'm like, well, one you have time to create 17 reels a day. I'm like creating reels <laughs> is a lot more work than creating. That's not doing anything for them. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. And, um, you know, what takes time is browsing YouTube University, right? Like going to figure out like, who am I listening to on YouTube and looking on Google and listen to this person's advice and that person's advice. So that's what's taking up a lot of your time. Right. And like, and chasing leads is what's taking up a lot of your time and trying to do all this one to one conversation is what's taking up all your time. Um, but anyway, I could I could rain on about time <laughs> forever and ever. Um, OK, so now we've talked about getting on to the podcast. So we get on our podcast. We're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I get on this podcast. What are some of the mistakes that you see people make when they actually do go on to the podcast that are kind of hindering them from getting the the, the best results that they can from um, being, being appearing as a guest. This is the biggest thing, Stacey. The easy part is getting on the podcast. The mm -hmm. hard part is being a person worth listening to. Yeah. Because here's the thing. People in the entrepreneurial space, coach, course creators, online people, they all think that they are great speakers. Mm -hmm. they all um, I, I, I crush it on stage. I do it. That was me in 2021. I thought I was God's gift to public speaking. And then I started working with Les Brown. I'll never forget 12 hours before my TEDx presentation, he called me up and he said, Devin, I listened to the practice video you sent me. He said that you can't present that. I said, what are you Les? It's eight o'clock at night. Right. I got this thing at eight o'clock in the morning. What do you mean? I can't, he says, no, it just wasn't good. And then we, we spent, the, we spent time totally destroying it and putting it something back together. But that made me realize that I wasn't really as good as I thought I was. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is you need, like, I, I genuinely believe this. You need training. Yeah. There are really good people out there that are not named Devin Rodriguez that you can get help from. So the first thing is, this is the most important skill to master because you could have the content, but content is queen. Delivery is king. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, Stacy, is that like in, invest in your voice because your voice is the thing that will take you places that nothing else can. The second thing, the, the biggest mistake I see is that everybody tries to be perfect. Mm -hmm. They had tried to be the expert. They try to share all the technicalities. But can I tell you the truth, Stacey? A couple months ago, I felt like quitting. Mm. And I was very close to quitting because things weren't working out and I didn't feel super motivated and all these different things. And that's what I really want people to know about me. Now, why do I share that, right? Now, like, I could talk about podcasting and send this and do this and do that. People will never care about your successes until they know that you understand their failures. Mm -hmm. The only way that people will know that you understand their failures is if you exemplify and, and demonstrate and tell them your own failures. So whenever you're on a podcast, a lot of the time you want to share the really crappy things that you've gone through, but there always has to be a point. There always has to be a lesson. So with storytelling, here's one of my, my principles. I didn't get, I got it from my mentor. He said, Devin, you never tell a story without a point and you never tell a point without a story. You never tell a story without a point and you never tell a point without a story. So if I'm going to sit up here and I'm going to talk about the importance of goal setting, well, you bet I'm going to tell the, I'm going to tell a story because what the story does is 
it activates the person's imagination. And now that person begins to think of two things. Number one, a time when they were in a similar situation. So now that they can relate to me, but number two, it now pulls them into my situation and they feel like they were there with me. When, if you want to know that you told a good story, it would be when somebody says this, I felt like I was there with you. Like, okay, now I know I did a good job. So that's the second thing is everybody trying to be perfect and trying to demonstrate your expertise and all of these different things. And then the third thing, Stacey, I think would be, I mean, not answering the question, to, to be quite frank. Like a lot of people beat around. I, I wanted to give like a little bit of a sexier answer, but answer the question. Because a lot of the times people, people will skate around the question. So it sounds simple, but answer the question. And then I want to give something to your audience real quick. And this is like the best storytelling framework to use on podcasts. It's three parts, super simple. And it is the first coaching call that I have with every one of my clients. The framework was what I call before discovery after. It's kind of like an ad, but just a drawn out kind of ad. So typically I like to start off with a question. If you go back and listen to the beginning of this podcast, when you, answer, when you asked me that first question, I said, I don't know if anybody in your audience has ever felt this way, but you ever just went through something and you didn't know like how you were get through it? Immediately, that's what we call a power question, connects me with the audience because they say, oh yeah, I've been through that. And then what I do is I describe to them the situation that I was in. And then there's this moment. I'll give you an example. I was on a call with a client last night. She's a weight loss coach. She does like a hundred, she's done like 73K cash collected in the past three weeks. She's crushing it. And I said, well, Heather, can you tell me about like before, were you ever in their shoes? And she was like, yeah, I came from China. I was 40, I, I was super skinny coming from China like everybody is. And then I gained 45 pounds. And then she was like, eh, and then this thing happened with my daughter. She was making cookies. And then like, I just decided to change. I was like, wait, pause, pause, pause. Take me back to that moment with your daughter. What do you mean? I said, what was your daughter wearing? Well, she was wearing a white shirt with navy blue jeans. She had a white bow in her hair. I said, okay, keep going. She said, yeah, and we were sitting at the table and she was seven years old and she had these big old mitts on her hands and she took the cookies that she was making out of the oven, she placed it on the counter and she turned to me and she said, mommy, can you try my cookies? And Heather said, honey, you know I'm on a diet. And her daughter turned to her and said, mommy, you're still dieting. Mm. And that moment totally changed Heather's life because she knew that because she couldn't figure out her health, she couldn't enjoy a milestone moment with her daughter. So now compare that with, yeah, and like this thing happened with my daughter and I just like changed my life. So that was her epiphany moment. Everybody, that's what we call a defining moment. So if you're listening to this, begin to define your defining moments. Those things where your life was just never the same after them. And then what you do is you share the before, you share that moment, and that moment led to a discovery where you went on this pursuit. For her, it was she went and hired this coach that totally transformed her life, and, and she understood and learned how to control her metabolism. And then there was the after. What was the result? She lost 10 pounds in two months, which was more than she lost in the, 10, in the past 10 years. So that's kind of like, what I'll say on that note, that's the three-step framework that I call before discovery and after. It, it really, and there's a lot more to it, which we can dive into if you wanted to, but that's kind of the overarching framework. So those are a couple of the things that people do wrong, but then also something that your audience can really begin to do right to really draw the audience into them. Yeah. 
that's definitely, I love the framework because of one, it's very simple, very straightforward. And it makes a lot of sense, right? It's like, you know, starting with a question and asking people like, you know, to kind of set the scene of where I kind of build that, that, that rapport and build that kind of um, connection. Um, and then talking about that defining moment. I think one of the things for me, I'll say, because um, I know that storytelling is definitely something I struggle with. One of the things that I struggle with is figuring out what stories to tell, because I'm like, was that really important? Was that really impactful? <laughs> Do people really care? Like, you know, maybe, and then for like, for me, I'm like, yeah, maybe it wasn't, you know, kind of digging into that defining moment. It's like, yeah, that was a defining moment, but like, you know, is it something that people would really relate to? So how do you kind of um, work with people who, oh, who had those kind of thoughts that are like, am I saying, what is what I'm saying important? Or is this story, not what I'm saying is important, because everybody here knows, everybody who listens to this knows that what they have to say is important, right? And that they are, you know, a badass in their industry. But thinking about like, how do I know what stories to tell that would be impactful if I'm thinking that uh, the story just might not be something that's impactful for people? Yeah. So there's kind of two things to this. Number one is there's three questions that your audience is asking themselves subconsciously that you absolutely have to answer for them. Number one is who are you? That's a simple one. Like I'm Stacy, Facebook ads expert, you know, worked corporate and then transitioned to just crushing it for entrepreneur. Like that's, that's easy. But the other two questions are super important. Number two. So number one is who are you? Number two is what do you have for me? And number three is why should I care? So whenever I'm speaking to an audience, whether it's this podcast or on a stage, those are the three questions that I think about. Why? Because here's the problem. The reason you don't know what story to tell is because you don't know what the audience needs to hear. If you think about the audience more than you think about yourself, the story will become clear. I guarantee you. But the problem is, is that a lot of the time our ego is involved in it and we want to, we're so focused on looking good and I still do the same thing. That's like, oh my God, our heart starts to race or start to pump. I want to look good. I want to look good. I want to look good. I want to look good that we, that we forget that it's really about the audience. So first things first, whenever you're speaking on a platform, you really want to just get an understanding of the audience. So that's the first thing. Who are you? What do you have for me? And why should I care? Before you speak, before you de develop any story, any message, run through those three things. Then the second thing is, here's a good framework. It's comprised of four parts. So, well, okay, I'll, I'll give you that, but I wanna give you something else first. There's four things. What is the audience currently struggling with? Well, they, they have a negative mindset, they have a bad environment, getting clear on their struggles. Number two, getting clear on their obstacles. A struggle and an obstacle are different. Struggle is, I'm really struggling um, loving myself. I'm struggling believing in myself. An obstacle is, I don't have the time because I have a job. An obstacle is, my husband doesn't support me. So getting clear on those two things. Those aren't the most important though. This is where stuff really starts to get good. Number three, what are they thinking in terms of their internal dialogue? In other words, what are they saying to themselves? Stacy? if your audience doesn't take anything else away, I want them to simply take this. Our job is to verbalize what they internalize. Because there's stuff that if you're listening to my voice, your audience, they are thinking things at the end of the night when they stare themselves in the mirror 
that they would never dare tell anybody else. Such as, I really hate my life. I don't know if I'm going to figure this out. What if it doesn't work? But they would never share that with anybody. Why? Because they're like, well, other people's opinions of me, etc. But your job is to now verbalize those thoughts. And how do you do that? You tell a story in which you had those same exact thoughts. So for Heather, as she was there with her child, it would sound something like this. And as she said, mommy, you're on another diet. The only thing that I could think to myself was, how much longer am I going to fail my family? So now when somebody hears that and they're thinking that, they're gonna be, oh my goodness. How did you know? It's exactly what I'm going through right now. They're going to think like you're the Messiah or something because you're the only person. Their family doesn't get them. Their friends don't get them. But you, this stranger, gets them because you were willing to share what you have gone through for the sake. This is what happens. When you share what you've gone through, you subconsciously give permission to somebody else to step into the next version of themselves and to start sharing what they have gone through. And then the last thing is, so number one, their struggles. Number two, their obstacles. Number three, what's their inner dialogue in specific phrases, right? I don't know how much longer I can go. I think I'm going to fail. I feel like nobody will love me. And then the last thing is, what are they feeling in single words? Frustrated, angry, doubtful, ashamed. So let's go back to the Heather example. And I said to myself, how much longer can you continue to live like this? And I just felt disgusted and angry and resentful. And then you could follow up with a question. How many of you have ever felt like that? I'm like, oh my God, they're salivating because you're like, they feel like you're inside of them, giving them permission to just be who they really are. Okay, so that's that piece. I'm going to stop there, Stacey, because I can go on for a really long time on this. But those are some really practical things that your audience can begin to think about and implement immediately that really sets them apart. Because I'll be honest, getting on podcasts is the easy part. Like I said, it's being a person worth listening to. That's the challenge. Yeah, yeah I love that. And I love the framework because it was just like, it was so, one, it was clear, right? But it also really kind of helps people to understand like how are, what are the stories that you can tell that will impact your audience? Not necessarily thinking like, oh, well, that story is unimportant to me per se, um, but, or, or not as impactful to me per se, because maybe it was five years ago and I'm not, you know, I'm in another space right. right now, but it helps you to really kind of take the stories that you, your story, your audience needs to hear and really kind of like being able to bring it to life in a very, very step-by-step -step framework. So that was really, that's really, really impactful. Um, so tell me a little bit about what you see coming up for guest podcasting or podcasting um, in general for 2024. What are some things that you think that we as business owners need to be paying attention to as we are about to start a new year when it comes to guest podcasting or even like, you know, storytelling and, and that kind of um, those kinds of things? Yeah, I mean, what I'll say is storytelling piece of things that'll always be, in my opinion, one of the top two or three foundational skills that you have to learn. Because here's the thing, you can look yourself in the mirror, you can record yourself on your, I'm, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. And then you're gonna look at the comments, you go, oh, that person commented. 
But I'll tell you what my mentor told me. He said, Devin, you could look in the mirror all day, but the only thing that's going to be looking back at you are a pair of untrained eyes and untrained ears. But when you actually start to get in some in front of somebody that's an expert, you'll notice how much work you have to do. So the storytelling piece of things, nothing's going to change there. That's just something that people have to continuously work on because that's just part of human nature and our evolution. But the podcasting side of things, if you study any of your favorite marketers, let's take Alex Hermosi, who's taken the world by storm. He only did two things besides doing some really awesome stuff and getting really awesome results. He did two things to blow up his personal brand. He got on all of the top podcasts. Well, three things. He told really good stories. And he repurposed all of the content from the podcasts and turned it into short form content, therefore blowing up his, all of his stuff. So what I'm telling you is this is the trend where the market is right now. Back in 2010, 2009, whenever Facebook ads really started to get popping, when you can get leads for like, you know, dollars on the cents on the dollar, that was then. Facebook ads are still here, but now you're going to have to pay substantially more in order to acquire customers, et cetera. It's just the nature of the beast because it's more competitive, more people on the platform driving costs up. It's just the way it is. But let me ask your audience this. One of my clients that I work with, Tanner, he spends 250 to 500 grand a month on ads. And he told me, Devin, in order to get 1 million or 2 million impressions, for those of you in, your, in the audience that doesn't know what that means, 2 million eyeballs on my stuff. Well, 1,000 eyeballs usually cost $20. So in, if I do the math, that would mean $40,000 to get in front of 2 million people. Now, here's the thing. As great as targeting is and retargeting, there's no guarantee it goes in front of your exact person. But remember what I said earlier? The only person that's listening to Stacey's show is person that is looking to get better at marketing, sales, take their business to the next level, get to that million-dollar mark. So what we did with him, for example, with Tanner, just one podcast got him in front of 1.3 million eyeballs for less than a tenth of the price. So when I think of terms of return on investment, return on my time, my margin going up, it's only the only logical like option for me. And that was just one podcast. And that's 1.3 million people just in one month. What about the next 12 months? And that's just one podcast that I'm talking about. Now, Stacy, I'm not telling your audience that everybody's going to be able to get on these top rated podcasts. Is this the fastest option to grow? Probably not. I caught something that you said. You said, my audience are people that want to become thought leaders. You don't become a thought leader overnight, but you do become a thought leader by consistently showing up and providing value over a long time horizon. So I say all of that to say, if somebody is really looking to catch like the biggest wave that there is in terms of getting out there, getting your message in front of people, getting attention, then this is the way to do it because you can repurpose all of your, like I see people creating content and Stacy, I asked you before this, I was like, can you send me the link to this recording? Because I'm just going to take this and it's going to be my next 30 days of content. Thank you. And I'm going to use AI to do it in seconds, right? So you don't got to spend time and you don't got to spend money. The most amount of money that I've ever seen someone charge to be on a podcast so far 
is five grand. And they have about 2 million people listening to them per month. It's pretty good. If you try to get that many people for, with Facebook ads or some other method, it's going to be really expensive. I love those methods too, but this is just a really good alternative for somebody that's looking to do it without a lot of money and a lot of time and wants to really become that thought leader like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Like y'all, to recap that, it's like getting on those top podcasts, telling great stories and repurposing that content. Because I want, I, I think I, one of the things I want people to understand when you listen to my podcast is marketing isn't just one thing, right? There isn't just, there are a lot of people that are just like, I only do Instagram or I only do Facebook. And it's like, sure, could you go that way? Great. Um, some people are like, I only run it. Sure. Could you go that way? That's great. But if you want to become someone who is a thought leader, someone who has impact in the space, someone who is sought after, um, and someone who people want to bring in front of their audiences because they really value what you say, you really have to start to look at some of these other methods of marketing to help you to become, to get in front of those people, to help you to build your audience and to help you to be, to be positioned as a thought leader. And I think that podcasting is one of the best ways to become sought after, to become a thought leader. Because people listen to your podcast and like you said, they really, they build those relationships with you. They feel connection with you. You're able to give people something that's not just a bite-sized piece of content, like with, you know, Instagram reels and things like that. That's just a bite-sized, that's a snippet of what you can do and what you can say. But if you want to be someone who is a, who, who writes books, who is an author, or someone who gets put on these big stages, someone who gets invited onto some of the biggest podcasts, you really have to start to position yourself as a thought leader. And I think that after today, y'all, and I, all of this that we have listened to, I hope that you've gotten such great information from this because this has really been a masterclass for sure on storytelling and using that storytelling to then get yourself clients and leads by getting booked on guest podcasts and things like that. So this has been fantastic. Tell everybody how they can connect with you, how they can work with you, how they can um, reach out to you to learn more. Sure, Stacey. So I'm very grateful for you having me on your show. And uh, I, I truly am. I don't take it lightly because like as a podcast host, I know you want to be very selective about who you bring on to serve your audience. So uh, kind of like as my way of saying thank you, I want to give your audience something, something really special to me that I typically only give away to people that are inside of my paying communities. And that's what I call my podcast pitch secrets framework. And if you go on my Facebook, you'll see I promote the course, but the course only teaches the video DM portion. It doesn't teach my email portion. So I want to give your audience both of those and all that they have to do in order to get that. I don't want them to go to a website. I don't want them to go to anything. I want them to simply go to my Instagram, which is at I A M Devin, which is D E V E N. I am Devin Rodriguez. And just send me the word millionaire. And I'll know that they came from your show and I'll be able to send that to them directly myself. I don't have any virtual assistance in there and I'll just send it no strings attached. And uh, yeah, you can't get that anywhere else online unless you wanted to pay me at least 10 grand. And I, I want to give it to you guys for free. So that, that's all I want to do. I want to hook your audience up, Stacey. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been an incredible experience and what great questions you asked too. I have to give it up to you. Thanks for having me on, Stacey.
Thank you. I appreciate that. Coming from you, that sounds, <laughs> that's great. And y'all definitely make sure y'all jump on that. I know I will be in your DMs in a second once we, once we wrap <laughs> to get that for myself as well. Um, but y'all, that is also going to be linked in the show notes. We're going to make sure that we link to Devin's Instagram directly. And I'm going to also put that, um, put the, the, the code phrase for you to use on the show notes as well, just in case you forget. Um, or just in case you're a little busy right now and need to come back to it. But definitely make sure that you hop on this because I want to see y'all winning in 2024. I want to see more visibility. I want to see y'all on podcasts. Um, so definitely make sure that you use these resources. You go back and listen to this episode to get all of that goodness that you got. So that's what we got for you today, y'all. Definitely make sure that you are following the show if you have not already. Um, and also make sure you leave us a review. If you are interested, if you heard something that you really, really liked today or something that really stuck out to you that you're going to take from the, take from this episode, leave that in a review. I want to know. I want to see it. I read the reviews and it really, really makes me feel good when y'all leave hey, us Stacey, reviews. let me let me say something on that. Yes, Stacey, I want everybody to know that's listening that, that you put in a lot of work to this. And someone that's had a podcast for five plus years, it, it is work. You have to prepare. You have to study the guest. You have to edit the podcast. Guys, she really cares about you. So if you could do me a favor as the guest, please leave Stacy a five-star rating and review. It'll take no more than 30 seconds of your time, but would make the world to, to, to Stacy and really help her spread her message. So Stacy, just wanted to put my two cents in there because uh, you put a lot of work in. Sometimes people don't recognize that, but I want to thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, y'all definitely make sure y'all do that. Um, so I will see y'all in the next episode. We're going to go ahead and close out. Let me know if you have any, any aha moments in those, um, in those reviews, y'all. I can't wait to see it. So thanks again. And I will talk to y'all next week. OMG, that episode was packed with gems. Are you ready for more? Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast to get the show notes and to sign up to get our top five podcast episodes to help you streamline your marketing so you can make this your million dollar year. Head over to stacyzeal.co slash podcast.